Welcome back to What One Thing, a smart meetings podcast that provides you with a shortcut to the top of the events world by asking successful people what made the difference in their careers and lives. I'm JT Long, Vice President and Content Director at Smart Meetings, and we have a treat for you today. Dr. Romy Mushtek is a board-certified physician, award-winning wellness speaker, and the founder of BrainShift. She brings together over 20 years of authority in neurology, integrative medicine, and mindfulness to deliver programs and create cultural change. She was a crowd favorite at Smart Women Summit last year, and she is here to share the cure for the busy brain. I'm so excited to share your insights with the Smart Meetings community. Welcome, Romy. It just warms my heart to be here with you and the entire Smart Meetings community. Thank you. And I, I want to thank all your listeners. I don't take their time for granted. So the fact that they're putting you and I between their ears for this interview means a lot. Well, Oh, it it will be time well spent. I know it. And I want to start by first asking you to describe what a busy brain is and why it's vital that meeting professionals address this dangerous condition. Mm, You know, JT, this journey started at the beginning of the pandemic where, you know, I used to be this out-of-box speaker at events talking about mindfulness and stress management. And by the way, Smart Meetings was one of the first people to call me when my TED Talk went viral. I wasn't even polished as a professional speaker the way I am now. And oh, the, you've been great. Well, thank you. And and the pandemic, it, the topic was flourishing, mental health, stress management, workplace burnout. And I learned nobody wants to hear, JT, just eat berries and breathe and everything's going <laughs> to be fine. And here's a cute TikTok of puppies cuddling with babies as an icing, you know, on top. And being a doctor and a researcher, I went back to do the research and to see what is it that is really going on that is no, these old paradigms pre-pandemic of stress management are no longer working. And my research showed that a busy brain is to blame. It is a specific pattern of neuroinflammation in the brain and the busy brain center, as I call it, and we'll dig into that, that causes individuals who are suffering from chronic stress and burnout to have symptoms such as no energy when you're waking up, excessive need of caffeine to get going through the day, then you can't focus. You wonder if you have ADD, you keep having more caffeine or stimulants like Adderall, and then you're feeling anxious all day and you're stuck in analysis paralysis and all your productivity tools and time management techniques are failing you. And you try to relax when your workday ends, even though we know because of our phones, it really doesn't end, especially when you're a meeting planner and Mm -hmm. you try to fall asleep and you can't shut down the racing thoughts in your brain and your sleep is disturbed. So busy brain is the negative effects of chronic stress on your brain and burnout that leads to difficulty focusing or adult onset ADD, anxiety, and difficulty sleeping. And that is a busy brain. And meeting planners, you know, uh, somewhat people I've gotten to know intimately through your community, through my work as a, a chief wellness officer at Evolution Hospitality, and as a professional speaker are guilty of it, like many other professions that have to be on this idea that you're only good as your last event, or I'm, I'm gonna maybe get by at this event on three hours of sleep, and I'm high on adrenaline, and I'll rest when this is event is over. But JT, let's tell the truth, your next event just starts in 24, 48 hours again, doesn't it? Is that am I right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have a crystal ball on our lives. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that you have that I love is you have a quiz so people yes. can figure out if they have a busy brain. Talk to me about what people can learn from that. Yeah. Thank you, JT. You know, I was at your smart uh, women meeting in New York last year and mm-hmm. people are still messaging me about their busy brain score and that they tried a few brain shifts and it is better. We needed basically I want you to give your brain a score so that you don't tell me, hey, Dr. Romy, all meeting planners are stressed out. Who isn't stressed out? We wear stress as a badge of dishonor, whichever way you look at it. I want you to actually get a score. And so there is a free quiz that we'll put in the show notes here that you can go to my social media, my website. This is a neuropsychology test that we developed and was a part of our research for this book that 17,000 people did. And so that is the busy brain and test. You get a score. And if you score above a 30, it's a sign you have a busy brain. Above a 50, hmm, maybe you're heading towards burnout. And so start with a score so that when you start putting the brain shifts or the cure in place, you can retake the test and see, wow, the score is getting better. Not only do I feel better, my score is better. Nice, nice. Because whatever gets measured gets dealt with, right? Yes, And if it doesn't get measured, yes, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you have a personal story about how you realized Mm. that you had busy brain. Can you share that? with us today? Yeah, JT, you know, I was raised by immigrant parents and English is a third language. And I had one success mantra growing up from my dad that was left to my mother and my aunties to execute. We have one daughter and you will become a doctor at all mm. costs. And I loved my job, just like every meeting planner I meet until they're burned out. You you all really love your jobs, right? And as a doctor, just like meeting planners, I was chronically sleep deprived and pushing for excellence and perfection and not only was I seeing patients in neurology, I was doing research on the effect of women's hormones on epilepsy and migraines and women's brains and loved it. And that chronic sleep started to lead to symptoms in my mental health, my busy brain. I didn't have that term then. I just felt shameful. I thought it was just me and that I wasn't coping. Mm. And so then I kept pushing and it started to deteriorate my physical health to the point that I ended up in life-saving surgery. That's in my TED talk that you all saw in smart meetings way back in 2014 Mm -hmm. when you were like, We need to talk to this girl. And that (laughs) sent me on this journey that lasted almost a decade to heal myself, understand why this happened, talk to other people in corporate America, research it, find a solution and research that solution. And I, in simple terms, I say, I had to journey through my mess so I can help you clean up yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of judgment. us can identify. Yeah, yeah really. No it, judgment. It is. No judgment. I mean, really, I, my heart bleeds for the meeting, hospitality, tourism industry, right? It's y'all were working hard and the pandemic wiped out businesses. And then as it came back, we all had to deal with the struggles of what they called a pivot. A pivot is a polite word. I think we all have four letter words of doing virtual <laughs> events and hybrid <laughs> events, right? And, and bringing meetings back. And now they've come back at full force. But in stressful times of uh, recession, of inflation, of budget cuts, of uh, just... I feel like there's so much more that meeting planners are dealing with to make a similar event happen in 2019. Am I right? What do you think? Oh, lean staffs, right? Mm. And and trying to do it all with with yeah, very little time and a lot of changes. So luckily, 
you have a new book coming out that's going to help us with all of that. Tell me about your book. What made you write it now? Busy Brain Cure, the eight-week plan to find focus, tame anxiety, and sleep again. I wanted success-driven people to succeed without stressing and burning out. And I wanted to give you a solution, and here's the bonus, without having to go on a diet. Uh, <laughs> yes. Woo-hoo. Yes, I believe in comfort food, right? And and comfort food is different than stress eating. So comfort food is foods that you love having with your family or at a holiday or that are tied to your religion or state or country of origin, right? And you know, really wanted to not take that away because we know when people go on a diet or a cleanse, it actually makes a busy brain worse. It makes your stress hormones worse and it it creates trauma in the brain. And we don't want that. So I wrote this book now as a game plan, not only as a doctor, but as a chief wellness officer for companies to say, here, your employees are burned out. They don't want another virtual yoga class or an app that's going to make them go on a diet. Here is an eight step, eight week plan to improve and heal the symptoms of burnout and chronic stress and get to the root cause. And that's why I wrote the book. And we had tested in corporate America, it was working. And then we were like, well, it needs to go to the public. Like, what if if you're not one of the companies that can afford to hire me for a keynote lecture or, you know, for an eight week program, and the demand inside corporate America was so big, they were like, we love your keynote, we're still talking about it. Like, could could you just give us the whole plan? So here it is in the book. (laughs) A a plan in a book. I love that. And, And one of the steps, that you mentioned at Smart Woman is the importance of quality sleep to allow our brains and our bodies to recover. But a lot of us have trouble either getting to sleep or staying asleep. What are some things planners can do to ensure they're getting the rest they need? Absolutely. I think, you know, what I tell for planners is it first starts with the mindset that sleep is the new status symbol of successful professionals. I understand that you have a to-do list of 211 items to make sure the event that you're starting tomorrow goes off without a hitch. I promise you those things will get done if you and your team prioritize sleep prior to, during, and after the event. We know that any physical task you're doing can take three times longer when you're sleep deprived and a mental task up to seven times longer. So I've watched meeting planners do it. So in chapter 11 of the book and on the website that goes along with the book, you can download the free seven-day sleep challenge. It literally has the micro habits or the brain shifts we ask you to do to reset your circumstances circadian rhythm of a busy brain, as well as supplement recommendations as well. And, you know, even we're hearing from the women at smart meetings, they put the seven day sleep challenge into place. They took the supplement recommendations I give. And they're telling me even when they're traveling from coast to coast or internationally, they feel better. And that's what this is all about. I want you to live your life. I don't want you to slow down. I want you to succeed, but please make sure that sleep is the new status symbol of successful professionals. And by the way, your meeting attendees will thank you for it too, because a busy brained events planner will create a busy brained agenda where meeting attendees don't have the time to have a pause for quiet in the day or catch up on work calls or emails and they're partying late into the night and they're also sleep deprived. Like a busy brain event planner leads to a busy brained meeting. Honestly, I see it all the time. Oh, I totally believe it. And and yeah, the fact that 
there's ways that you can get enough sleep even on the road is definitely something I need to sign up for because that's yeah. where that's where I struggle personally. Could I give yeah. one quick tip, JT, for you Please? and every meeting planner that's listening? I know people travel coast to coast. Your home is in California. We're recording this podcast while you're in Florida today. That's crossing more than two time zones. If you're crossing more than two time zones, don't take melatonin unless it's just for three to seven days. Most people take melatonin and that will actually signal your brain to stop making melatonin internally. This is one of the few supplements I say only use for three to seven days. So instead in the book in chapter six, I five and six, I break down in detail in chapter 11, we give you the doses of options such as 5-HTP, 5-hydroxytryptophan, L-theanine, and magnesium glycinate. JT, these are the supplements that I've been taking on the road since 2018, since I'm traveling. And that's the secret that from day to day, if I'm in California to the East Coast, back to the Midwest, that I can sleep in my time zone and get six to eight hours of restorative sleep without waking up in the middle of the night. And this is what I give to my executives who also travel. Love that. Thank you yeah. for the tip. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Bonuses everywhere. And, and when you were on the webinar, the Smart Chat Live, you mentioned that, you know, it's kind of the responsibility of the planner to source hotels that provide good sleep hygiene. What are things we can look for in a site inspection to make sure that our yeah. attendees are in a good environment for sleep? I, you know, thank you. It's such a great question. I think the first thing, you know, I want, I wish all hotels, and as a chief wellness officer, I talk about this, internally would do an audit for the bright lights that are in the room and the LED lights when you turn the light off, like alarm clocks or the light for the temperature control. So that's the first thing you can, when you're buying out an entire hotel, tell the hotel to do that. And really as hotels are updating their properties, most of them should be getting the blackout shades, especially if they're in urban areas, right? So those are simple things. But the other things is for attendees is to have quiet floors and to give your attendees the option to be on a quiet or non-quiet floor because attendees know themselves. If they're going to be giggling after being out partying until 11, 12, 1 a.m. and giggling down the corridor, they know not to choose a quiet floor. So I, I think those are a few things we can ask for. As a meeting planner, when you're thinking of amenities, I mean, I don't know, could I say something that might be slightly rude and controversial? Please, like, that's what we're here for. <laughs> you know, for those of us that are carry on life only, I'm so thankful for all the gifts that people give. But half the time, the gifts that I receive are massive and won't fit in my carry on bags and now I have to check a bag. And I've downsized into a condo in the pandemic. I, I can't have any more Yeti cups that have a company logo on them, right? One of the best things you could do for your attendees is actually give them hydration packets. There are ones you can have at night that don't have vitamin B complex and that don't have caffeine and give a different hydration packet for the morning so that your meeting attendees are staying hydrated. Especially, you know, most meeting attendees will have at least one cocktail that'll disrupt and cause a busy brain at a meeting. It'll cause us to lose magnesium and disrupt sleep. So have a, a small dose of magnesium and the hydration salts at night. And we can give you some brands if that's allowed in your show notes to put and have a hydration packet that has the vitamin B complex in it for the morning because that'll keep attendees energized. And I, I think those are just simple tips that attendees would be so thankful for year round. Oh, we love those tips. Yes. 
Yes, thank you. And yeah. I'm in a signia right now in Orlando, and I'm looking around. It definitely has the blackout shades, but it does seem to be yeah. pretty, pretty secure as far as hopefully. You know, yeah, I, I'll give an example of things that I like. I um, We've opened a lot of AC hotels in our portfolio, and they, they're just one of many brands that do this where they don't have LED lights on an alarm clock. And some hotels don't even have that since most of us use our phones. The temperature control button uh, panel blacks out when you're not touching it. So you, you set that. But when you put your feet on the floor in the middle of the night, if you need to go to the bathroom, the light sensors under the bed will just put on a soft light so you don't have a serious knee or ankle injury heading to the bathroom and you're like, wait, I need to wear heels in the middle of the night. I can't be walking around with no bedtime injury. (laughs) Yes. Oh, good. Those are more good things to look for. Well, you know, this is called What One Thing. And so the real reason we brought you here, just in addition to the fact that I love talking to you, is that we want to know what one thing you did that made all the difference and put you where you are now and what our Smart Meetings community can learn from that. I'm going to get a lot of eye rolls with this one. Do tell. My entire calendar with my team and with my speakers bureau is built around my sleep schedule. Talk Mm -hmm. to me. How do you do that? Yeah. Everybody knows, like, look, you can move around almost anything on my calendar. Well, except for a meeting with Marin and JT, of course, right? (laughs) But we protect my sleep at all costs. So for the most part, there has to be a really good reason for me to get on a red eye flight. We avoid it at all costs. So we try not to do a speaking engagement on the West Coast, red eye flight to the East Coast and get up the next day on the East Coast, right? There are times where I'm the opening keynote at 7, 8 a.m. and hair and makeup has to come early. That means the evening before I sleep earlier. And so we don't put anything in my schedule or I excuse myself early from a reception. at home. You know, I speak for global teams and sometimes it requires a late call or early. The idea is, is try even in the busiest times, like the book launch right now and the book tour and the speaking tour to make sure that I'm getting a minimum of six hours of sleep and that we try to keep it regular. And that is the one thing I did. Everyone is rolling their eyes. They're saying, but Dr. Romy, but Dr. Romy, I promise you, I have worked with meeting planners, event professionals, people in hospitality, like general managers of hotels, professional athletes who are traveling day to day, week to week for games. This one thing has made made the biggest impact. When you make a brain shift to say my sleep is sacred and everything on my calendar revolves around my sleep, there's one group that has a hard time with this. And that's the only group we give a hall pass to. Who do you think that is, JT? Doctors. Nope. Even doctors. We ask them that like, you'll see hospitals are starting to make seven day stretches for night call. And so we tell doctors to prioritize their sleep to the best of the ability. It's actually new parents if you have a newborn Uh, baby, right? uh. And then with them, we have an entirely different sleep protocol. If any of your listeners listening have a a newborn baby that you're getting up for feedings in the middle of the night, I ask that you do not pick up your phone while you're breastfeeding or bottle feeding your baby at night, you know, instead focus on your baby's breathing or suckling on the bottle or on the nipple because, um, you know, the EMF and the digital device is raising your cortisol levels and it will for your baby too and wake you both up and make you both stressed out. It's like an energy 
transference. So with that, we tell new parents, if possible, try to take a nap when your baby naps during the day, right? Especially in that first six months. And then for women who've just given birth themselves in chapter 16 of the book, we have all of the labs for you to download. We ask that you go to your doctor and get a full thyroid panel because the disruption of circadian rhythm with sleep deprivation and giving birth can disrupt thyroid in all women, especially if you just gave birth. So that is a lot that I just gave you, but I'm going to go back and say, what one thing is it? Protect your sleep at all costs. Honestly, JT, can I be honest? And you may see it because like you can see the wrinkles on this HD camera we're recording on. I'm gonna going to turn 50 in 2024. And I feel, I love you for saying that. You're my new favorite human. See, this is why I love JT, everybody. Did you hear that? Girl, you are good for my ego. I'm calling you and Marin every day. Yay. I do not believe that. You look lovely. Thank you. But by protecting my sleep, I am cognitively sharper and getting more done every day today than at 25 when I graduated from medical school. I swear. And you just have more experience to draw from. Girl, ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Yes. Because we've been through it. We we (laughs) have been through it. Like I said, I journeyed through my mess so I could help you with yours. Exactly. Well, we learn something new every time we talk to you. It is always a joy. You're making the world better every day. I'm so excited about the new book. I'm so excited to share this with our Smart Meetings community. Thank you for taking the time to be with us here on What One Thing. JT, it is an honor to serve the meeting professional event professional industry. And with those that the last words I'll say to anyone listening is if you got a high score in your busy brain test, just remember this. Your brain isn't broken. Your mind is not a mess and your spirit did not depart your soul. You've got an entire community here with smart meetings and together let's brain shift. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Take care. Bye, everyone. Meetings What One Thing was produced by Bright Business Media. Visit smartmeetings.com to subscribe to your daily dose of inspiration.